thanks for tuning in to episode 59 of the Matt Matt O-Scale Trains podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Rochford, and with me uh, is my co-host tonight. Uh, first thing first, uh, Matt C., how you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good, man. How you doing? I'm doing fine. Good, good, good. And Mr. Johnny, how you doing tonight? Doing all right. Getting over getting over the flu, but um hey, at least lets me stay home and work and train, so I can't complain. Yep. Um, I do want to say something before we get started. Uh Matt Z, New York subway suck. And Johnny, Southern Pacific Railroad is the worst railroad ever. Uh how does that make you guys feel? I'd like to make an announcement. We're l- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have to all right, new episode. Start all over again. Start new yes. reel. <laughs> well, <laughs> start it over. Well, you know, Take Matt. Two. You know, Matt. That reminds me. I have an announcement. Actually, we're actually looking for a new host to replace Matt Rochford. Um, if you're interested, please apply at uh, ww at uh, our email address of santafesucks at gmail dot com. <laughs> Before we get going with tonight's episode here, we'll uh, just hit some of our basic maintenance items, and then we'll move on to the show for tonight. So as always, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Podbean, of course, that's our home base, uh, YouTube, as well as Amazon Music. Uh, We also, of course, have the Discord server, which is now beyond 200 members, and it's quite the happening place. You know, it's just something that we've talked about a lot on the show as a community aspect and just something that's always really great. Uh, it's a public discord. So anyone uh, can join it. We'll throw a link in the description of the video here. And uh, because this is a public discord, you will have to acknowledge that you read the rules as this is a community server. A uh, great group of moderators, of course, including us three hosts. And so we always make sure that everybody is treated with respect and is uh, very safe in our community here. Uh, we have a new URL for the podcast, and that would be mnmpodcast.com. Find us there. All right, so the last thing we'll talk about are Matt and Matt merchandise. So if you want anything with our logo on it, be it you know a button, a coffee mug, a sticker, a hat, whatever, uh, you can go to redbubble.com, and you can look up Matt and Matt, and you will be able to find us there. Before we start, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Trains.com. If you are looking for a great deal on used and new model railroading products and want top-notch service, then please head over to Trains.com, where they have over 120,000 products with new ones added every day. You can also sign up for their newsletter to see newly listed and newly discounted products and receive advance notice of upcoming promotions. Now, I've been using Trains.com myself as well as my co-hosts. And we highly recommend them to our listeners. Now, if you're like us and you're always on the lookout for your next engine, join the Trains Rewards program to earn points on every purchase and unlock future discounts. And if you're an avid collector and want first dibs on new items, sign up for the private car membership to get early access to new listings, earn five points per dollar spent, and unlock great benefits like no questions asked returns. Now, guys, don't forget that... uh... You'll need parts to keep your engines and cars operating smoothly. And to do this, Trains has a collection of 15,000 plus parts available on their website for any item you may need. And also, if you're interested in downsizing your collection or know someone who is unfortunately leaving the hobby, Trains also buys collections. So head over to sellmytrains.com to get a quote. And Trains makes it easy to sell your collection. Now, if you do plan on buying from them, please use our affiliate link which is www.trains.com slash MMOP. You can also use our unique one-time promo code MMOP for $10 off a single purchase on the trains.com website. A few minutes later. <laughs> now, the reason I said that is uh, I was using that as an example to talk about tonight's episode. And um, it's probably going to seem controversial, uh, but we believe this is something that we should talk about so tonight's topic is going to be about toxicity and this can be found everywhere today social media like youtube and instagram forums 
video games and in real life situations. So uh, obviously I don't think New York subways suck and I love Southern Pacific Railroad. Uh, but I was trying to give an example to see how that makes people feel, right? Uh, it was obviously very toxic of me to say something like that. And, you know, I was doing it out of fun here, an example of the podcast, but things like this actually exist today. And, and, and again, it's not mutually exclusive to modern railroading. It's everywhere. But we're going to talk about its effect in model railroading, the old skill industry, uh, and you know, how we can manage it, how we can deal with it. And, you know, what is toxicity and, you know, hopefully we can, you know, drive folks to be, you know, have a better view of things and maybe let's kind of, kind of tone down the toxic side of things. So, uh, what is toxicity? So, by definition, it's the quality or state of being toxic. It is the quality, state, or relative degree of being poisonous. Uh, and, of course, the third one, which is probably more in line with what we're talking about tonight, an extremely harsh, malicious, or harmful quality. Okay, And that's probably the, the one definition that is going to be most relatable to you know, our discussion tonight. We're not saying that you can't get angry, you can't get mad, you can't get frustrated about things in this hobby because everyone does. We do, Matt does, Johnny does, uh, and this podcast itself, we're on episode 59. Uh, and so if you go back and listen to <laughs> the last 58 episodes, I'm sure you can find times where we can be very critical of things in this hobby. Uh, but we try to do it in a professional and constructive way, right? And, and again, we we complain. We do. Everyone complains. You know, that's fine. But doing it in a way that you want to get people's attention, but you want to get those people thinking about the issues that you bring up instead of saying, well, you know, he's just mad or or she's just mad, obviously. Uh, one of the people that I'm watching that reminded me kind of what you're pointing out, Matt, of the kind of constructive way of, of handling a negative situation like that or a way to convey yourself really well was um, actually part of our Discord community, uh, Gizmo Trains. Uh, he did a video in February that I, I ran across. It was called um, Broken Line of Locomotive. Now what? And basically, instead of just saying, you know, oh, this product wasn't up to spec and is defective and I hate this and blah, 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 which, you know, understandably folks will get upset because we do invest a lot of money in this hobby. It's not, it's not cheap by any stretch of the imagination, but the way that he handled it was uh, very informative in the fact that he actually took the time to say, okay, well, my engine's broken. Here's what is supposed to be the process to get it corrected. You know, in, in the industry like this, you know, not everything's going to come out hundred percent. That's just how it is with when you manufacture a product. You know, we have quality control, but sometimes things don't come out 100%. And what matters is, like, as Eric has put in past in his videos, you know, it's what matters is how people make it right. And uh, Gizmo's trains, uh, Gizmo trains, he, he went through and actually walked you through what the return uh, process was, uh, the warranty process was. Uh, when does that warranty apply? How do I reach out to Lionel and contact them about my warranty? What's the best way for me to send it into them and get all that shipping information? And do it in a manner that not only benefits you as a consumer to make sure you get the issue resolved properly and that you get a working product back, but also helps Lionel out as well um, in making sure that they have everything done correctly so they can get your stuff back to you fixed as efficiently as possible. I, I really liked this video. I, that one really stood out to me when I watched it. It was, it was a refreshing change of pace to see that rather than just you know someone making a video and just being frustrated which like i said i understand if you're frustrated you sp we spend a lot of money th on on these trains and when you wait you know a year or a year and a half to to get them and they're not 100% you get frustrated but hey you know it's about what happens to make you know not only during the product's rival but also there's a phase of making sure that whoever made the product backs up their the product and making sure that it, it's going to be something that you're satisfied with one way or another yeah, I think that's actually a really good point, Johnny. 
And how you say something is equally important as to what you say. Um, and I'll have to check out his video. I haven't watched that uh, that clip yet, but um, I'll put it in my notes here to actually go ahead and watch it. And I'll put it in the show notes, too. Just what Johnny said. It's not the mistake. You know, those happen. It happens in life, happens with a hobby, whatever it is. But it's the, mis- you know, it's maybe not the mistake, but it's how that mistake is handled. And, you know, like Johnny said, Eric said this a bunch of times. And they could, you know, brush it off. They could issue a recall. They could, you know, do nothing. It just, it depends. And it's something that obviously varies from piece to piece, depending on what the problem is. Like, for example, the Vision Challenger, the second run, had the problem with the articulated chuffs. Uh, It did not have articulated chuffs where it should have. And Lionel said, send us the engine, we'll fix the board, reflash it, and it's good to go. And that's a perfect example of something that, you know what, they people caught it, and Lionel fixed it, and it was good to go. That's a good point, Matt. Actually, kind of to piggyback off your point, Matt, I do remember um, some runs of engines that had issues like that. I think one of them, one of the runs of the Alco PAs, if, I don't remember, if I'm remembering correctly, had ID issues, where we constantly forget its ID. And Lionel was like, okay, well, we're aware of this issue, send it in, and we'll We'll, we'll fix that. So it's definitely a case where, where you have a company that's willing to back up their product. But it's also important you know, on, on the side of the consumer as well. If you have that option or the company is aware that it's an issue, it is up to you as well to make sure you're, you're doing your due diligence. Again, frustrating. You don't want to do that in the first place. I understand. You know, it's, it's an extra step that's not something you expected to do. But hey, you know, depending on how much this bothers you or you know, something like that, it's something you would have to um go and do to make sure that you get what you wanted uh i'm pretty sure actually matt i'm, I'm matt all right didn't you have an experience with um not having passengers in one of your sets yes so actually i have two examples uh the first one i'll well to go along your no passengers so uh the set that came out a couple of years ago was the preamble express and in the catalog it stated that you get passengers in each of the cars and these are 18 inch heavyweights so when it started releasing and people started opening them up well a few people did have passengers but a lot of folks didn't have any so this was kind of brought up in i remember it kind of started in the ogr forums and lionel made a statement i think a couple days later they were actually pretty quick on the response and they said, look, if you bought this set, uh, call us up uh, and let us know, and we will send you figures. And lo and behold, uh, I opened mine up, didn't have the figures, called them up. Uh, they sent me, I believe, like 28 figures. I think it's like six or seven per car. And it's the ones that you get like, uh, you know, in the in the Lionel 21-inch passenger figures. Uh, it's those types. So they're, it was good quality figures. So I opened up each one of them and I installed the figures and it was, you know, it was fine. The second item goes along your first example, Johnny, with the ID issue. Uh, I actually had that issue. So uh, back in the day, I had uh, the Union Pacific Alco PAs, uh, the legacy ones. And I, in fact, did have the problem. In fact, I had the ABA. uh, So I had the, uh, it came as an AA and then I had Super Base B and all three of them. (laughs) had the same problem so i had to send them all away which lionel said okay you know send it to us we'll reprogram it and send it back to you well after i sent them in it took about i think it came back about a month it wasn't too bad (laughs) but the story continues so i i got them back i opened them up first thing i noticed uh, in the lead a is there's a minor chip on the front uh paint chip i'm like okay well you know it could have happened in shipping uh, you know, I know I didn't do it, but you know, a little touch up paint. Okay. And, uh, also the lights did not work, work. There was no headlight. And, uh, after I opened it up, I had to reconnect the, uh, the lighting control, uh, Molex connector, which was not connected after it was fixed. So, uh, again, this is not like a bashing, uh, of Lionel service. 
Uh, I'm just telling you, I'm giving you factual statement of what had happened to me. So after I got it back, the ID worked. They fixed that problem. Didn't have that problem ever again. I patched up the front uh, with a little bit of a paint. And uh, when I opened it up, I retouched the light and it was all good to go. So uh, was I frustrated and, uh, you know, angry? You know, sure. I, I want to open up my Lionel trains that I spent a lot of money on and I want them to work out of the box. But at the end of the day, uh, it, I have more than enough trains to run. It wasn't like I need, was going to miss this thing. Well, I did, but uh, it was an easy fix to do to get it shipped back, have them fix it, ship it back to me, and it was done. And yes, there were a couple issues after it came back to me, but when it was all said and done, uh, the issue was fixed, and I fixed the other issues on my own. That's really uh, that's a really good point, though, Matt, that you, know, you shared that experience. Um, I think something else that needs to be kept in mind, too, is that, um, if, for example, if it is a warranty thing, and something that Lionel is aware of and that they, you know, and they, or something that is not your fault. Correct me if I'm wrong. Don't they give you an RA number or, or they pay for the return shipping? They did. I didn't have to pay for anything. I think that's really important to remember because, you know, I understand it from the perspective. If you, if you aren't aware of that, you know, like, oh, I, I, I spent this money buying this train and it's busted on my doorstep and I got to pay extra money to ship it too. like, you know, it's, it's crazy. And you know, I wasn't just trying to get that, too. But no, Lionel does does pay for the the, the return shipping. Um, so quite literally, you know, as long as everything goes smoothly, you know, it's a case of just the only thing you're really sacrificing is is, is time and a little bit of frustration, obviously. But you know, if you get the, if you're not paying an extra cent out of your own pocket and it's getting resolved, I mean, it's I, I think it's a pretty good deal. Again, you know, you don't want to be without your train. I don't I don't like shipping things out if I can if I can help it when it comes to stuff. But, you know, hey, it results in your, your trains being fixed. So got to something, something to keep in mind. Yeah, I don't want to get too far off the our path here, but that's a good example where Lionel could probably mitigate a lot of these problems if they allowed the Bluetooth app to be able to, like, reprogram things or download new sound files. You know what I mean? So if this was an, let's give an example, if this was an MTH issue, I bet you, uh, in fact, MTH had this issue, if, if, if correct me if I'm wrong, but there was an issue a, couple, a year ago or two years ago with one of their Rail King engines when the smoke unit was overheating. And the fix was not to send it in. The fix was, here, install this new sound file, and uh, it'll, it resolves the issue. And you didn't even have to send it in. You just, I mean... Yes, of course, some people don't have access to this. Some people might think the process is a little complicated. It, it can be getting the MTH uh, loader installed and getting the USB working, and you have to have a, you have to make sure you have a TIU that um, can connect to your PC correctly. So there are some requirements needed before you know you can get it started. But you can take it down to your MTH shop, too. They'll do it for free. Like a lot of shops were like, Hey, bring it back to me. I'll go ahead and reprogram it. You'll be good to go. But that I think that's a good example where Lionel can mitigate a lot of this stuff if they would allow us to, uh, you know, do some re pseudo repairs from home without sending it in. Again, I don't want to get too far off the path here because we're talking about something else, but I thought I would just bring that up because that's was kind of what we were talking about. No, that's a... Uh... Great idea. And like with MTH, yeah, that was a chain file issue with the RS3s. Uh, had a big code smoke unit for a small code smoke unit. Uh, sorry, big code big code chain file for a small code smoke unit. Couldn't work. So, yeah, you just threw the new chain file and it was good to go. But heck, Matt, you had that issue with the one of the CTA subways. You had a sound file problem. And you just reflashed it. It was good to go. I did. I've had a couple of MTH engines come in where either part of the pfa was garbled or some kind of sound issue and you know download the sound file you know run the reprogram and issue resolved easy fix yep and going back kind of our thing with uh 
you know, criticisms and stuff, you know, I think like, you know, and this is one that's been heavily talked about in the forums and stuff. And Lano is working on this one is the, uh, the paint, uh, you know, colors being too bright, too dark, you know, they are working on that sort of thing. Uh, the guy that was supposed to be in China doing those, uh, QC checks and stuff, he couldn't go obviously because of the pandemic, but I believe he is back in there now or going to be soon. So those issues will be fixed. Uh, Ryan said on the la- on our show with him about the Pennsylvania green, talking about the uh, L1s and the decapods and stuff, that those are all going to be, they're going to be looked at and corrected. So they will all be the correct color when they show up, and that issue should be squared away. And, uh, and <laughs> you and I, Matt, are not innocent from uh, being vocal about the, the paint issues that Lionel's been having over the last few years because it definitely comes up in a good number of episodes. Nah, what are you talking about? We never talked about that before. Never. No, never. <laughs> never. Never ever. Well, you know what? What can you do? You know, okay. People like I, this whole thing. People complain right, left, the other way. You know, it's right, it's wrong, it's whatever. You know, okay. I have a fleet of modernism uh, RPO. The thing is pink. I mean, it's supposedly right. Everything else I've seen is, you know, brown or Tuscan or some flavor of that. I don't know where they got this color from. You know, I said there's people saying it's right, people saying it's wrong. I like it, but it is very light. Uh, another one is in between runs the uh, Norfolk Southern OCS passenger cars with the ones with the Class A, the J's, the J-style Class A that they came out with, and the OCS cars. Every one of those is a different color of whatever color you want to call the NS cars. It's a different color, different shade of that color. You know, some are pink, some are brown, some are red, some are you name it. And that just differences between runs, nothing you can really do. But it would be nice to have a set that was correct. And unfortunately, I guess we'll have to wait till the next run and they re-release the whole deal. But uh, what can you do? No different than the uh, no, no fucking Western, uh, I believe it was the B60 that yeah Nick bought. And night and day, the difference between some of the paint. But what can you do? Yeah, the thing about color, though, so color uh, is inher- is inherently subjective, right? So it's based on our own perceptions. Uh, you know, and each one of us uh, can perceive color differently. Like, you know, I don't want to make this a whole <laughs> episode about color, but, you know, I understand that there's very much right and very much wrong. But to your question about or what you had stated about folks saying, well, no, it's right. And some folks said it was wrong. Well, they're probably both right and they're probably both wrong, right? Because again, color is is subjective to our own perception of of what it is. I'm technically actually colorblind uh with the with red and green uh mostly. And I it's not like I and, and yes, I can drive fine and I can see stoplights red and green. So it's not it's not at that level, but there are certain shades of red and certain shades of green that tend to look very close to me so i'm not the best person to uh, give any uh color criticism on things uh but you know just so i've you know just so everyone knows you know that's the kind of thing that kind of comes up and it's like well you might see one color but somebody else might see something different now you know if it's supposed to be blue and it's yellow well (laughs) well that's another case altogether but when you're talking about shades uh you know things can be a lot closer than you think she brings up a, a story that uh we were talking about the other day uh some of the guys on, on the discord um greg a buddy of ours from uh an loe was talking about this one of the most famous incidents or more well-known incidents that happened is uh i believe the long island stuff that came from k-line uh famously was no was done in the wrong color i think came was i think it was supposed to be gray but came as blue and i believe if and i'm i'm, I'm 
this is just me you know, repeating a story I've heard from another folk. But if it is true, then, you know, it's a, an example of this happening in the industry. Um, the person in charge of K-Line, I think, was colorblind. So to him, what we saw as gray, he saw as blue. So he pushed for it to be blue instead of gray, because to him, that was correct. Even though prototypically it wasn't. You know, the perception of color is different from, from person to person. Exactly. You know, it's, and to your point, you know, my, you know, uh, just talking about this, uh, actually before the show started, Matt was the, uh, BNSF passenger cars. My uncle had the five pack and the two pack. I swore up and down. It was blue. That stripe was blue and it's black, you know, to realize depending on what light it's in, (laughs) sometimes it changes color. And that's a great point with like the uh, talking about the fleet of monitors. And it was like the S1, the Tuscan S1, really bright engine, depending on what light it's in. And, you know, another case of, you know, cameras and making things change and lights and everything. Yeah. Depending on what lighting you got the, the model in, the color changes tenfold. You know, so that's that's something to think about, too, is like if you're looking at something, looking to buy something. And you're on a video or a picture and you see 10 different shades of paint on the same engine, it's lighting. The best way to figure out what color it truly is, is if you can go see it in person. That's just the best way to fix that. Yeah, and it makes it makes for a good point. I mean, and we are giving some good examples of what can lead to color difference, you know. We are, you know, we we are, a lot of us are buying stuff from the Steam era, transitional era, and it's not a case where you can just easily find a color photo, you know, you're going off of documents and black and white photos that have been colorized, and, you know, put it this way, how many folks can actually agree on what color, you know, Brunswick Green actually is? Or me, I can't, I, I'm, I have an issue with every single daylight paint scheme that's been done in no skill. But, you know, and sometimes color just comes out wrong, and that's, you know, frustrating. I I don't I don't like when I want to buy something and I want to match with my set and it doesn't match. You know, it makes me a little bit upset. But like I said, especially when you wait a year or half a year for however long pre-orders are. But kind of what we're doing right now is is the to go back with our, our main topic here, how to present yourself when it comes to this and avoiding toxicity. It is fine to be you know critical of something and to point out that it's wrong or something could be improved. And that that's the important part is to be professional or be, be you know, it, it, offer criticism, not just wildly complaining about something. Because if you have feedback, feedback can be used to improve the product or an idea further down the line. A, a complaint is just, you know, while it comes from a place of emotion that a lot of us can relate to, it doesn't really help to benefit anybody. It doesn't really benefit you except for venting your frustrations. And it doesn't really help any of the manufacturers take that criticism and and push towards correcting it in future. Uh, there are correct ways of, of doing so if you do want to convey that frustration to whatever manufacturer you're trying to work with. Exactly. And I think Ryan said it on our show was like, you know, the feedback that they get, you know, they look at all that and, you know, good, bad, or indifferent, you know, they use that to improve certain pieces. And, you know, we've seen this in a number of times, models that they've made that they've improved on to make them better based on what customers have told them. Like look at the Strasburg 90, you know, that engine, when it first came out, they were had, uh, I believe the driver diameter was incorrect to what the prototype was. So they retooled it, you know, and to make, to make everybody be happy with that particular model. And I think that's just the case of, you know, you can say something to a manufacturer and they'll listen, you know, whether or not your idea actually gets used is a different story, but as a general rule, they'll listen to what you have to say and use that where it's appropriate. You know, uh, you might not change the world with it, but it's at least something to get your voice heard. And like I said, the manufacturers, they listen, you know, believe it or not, they do. Yeah. Those were all good points, guys. Yeah. I mean, getting again, getting back on our, our main topic again, and we were just using color as kind of a, a platform to talk about, hey, you know, we're frustrated about these things, but guess what? There are probably reasons why these things happen, right? So 
a couple of things to think about when you, you know, when you're feeling maybe, you know, Hey, am I toxic or am I going to be toxic? How do I not be toxic? So I think the one thing that I try to kind of go down is to think first, react second. Like that is huge. And I'll be really transparent here. Uh, I'm a, as my second hobby, I, I'm a pretty, pretty big video game player. I like video games. I've been playing them my whole life, uh, back to the days of Atari, um, into the days of, you know, where we are now with PS5 and stuff like that. Uh, and, um, I'll have to say, you know, multiplayer games can be very frustrating. And, uh, you know, I, at one time was starting to turn into, or was a very toxic player. And I kind of realized I was really going down, down a wrong path, uh, because I was kind of dealing with people that I didn't know. I don't know their story. You know, I, I don't know who they were. And I kind of finally caught up to myself and I'm like, this is, this is not right. Like this is not, it's not healthy for you to be that way. It's really not. Um, you're only like digging yourself a hole when you, when you, you know, when you're trying to kind of get your anger out and doing it in a very toxic way, it is not good for anybody. Nobody wins when that happens. So, uh, a couple of things that I try to do is, you know, be a good listener, right? Try to listen well, uh, be empathetic, you know, uh, try to be compassionate, uh, be aware of yourself, right. And your behavior, uh, you know, and you know, it, it's okay to reach out for help too. Right. Uh, you know, again, we're not telling you that you can't be angry or you can't be frustrated. Like that is not what we're talking about in this show. Um, you are very well in your means to, if something comes, if you order a product, whether it be anything, like I'm not talking about trains, like if you order a product or service and it's not up to your standards, you know, everyone has emotions and we're all going to use those emotions, you know, like we were obviously like we've always done through our whole life. Uh, but there's a point where you're going to do your reaction or maybe you're going to talk to others about it, or maybe you're going to talk directly to the company, like Johnny said, and that's where you kind of have to pull back and say, okay, I'm really frustrated right now. Uh, I'm not in the right set of mind. Uh, you know, maybe I shouldn't react right now. Maybe I should take a couple hours. Maybe I should take a day, uh, to think about it. And that's really good advice. And I've been given that advice before. And again, like think first, react second. When you give feedback, people are more responsive to those that give factual, respectful, constructive feedback than being toxic about it. Cause I'll, I'll be honest with you when you go down the toxic path and that's how you relay your information, no one's ever going to take you serious, not in the moderating world and not in the world of corporate America either. So no one is going to put up with that. So do yourself a favor. And you know, if you feel like you're going down that path, stop and think about how you could be a better person and how you can handle situations like that in a more professional way. Yeah, that's a that's a really good point, Matt. And you know, and and the age of you know technology and social media, it's really easy, to, you know, to to vent your your frustrations. And you know, you have, you're you know you're just entitled to you know you're to to vent your opinions about something. But you know, and if and I know there's times where I've gotten on angry tangents and angry rants, whether it be you know online or or on, on calls or, or what have you, or in person as well. The thing that kind of needs to be remembered too is that. You know, if you do decide to, to vent that frustration, if you if you post it online, you know, on whatever social media, it, it stays there, you know, and people see that. And most 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 reactions aren't going to be, you know, people are going to be sympathetic in terms of like, yeah, it sucks to have something go wrong, but it's just like, man, this person's being a, a bit of a jerk, you know. And people talk like, have you seen this jerk talk about this and this and this? And you don't want to come off that way. Um, so if you if you have to vent something, you know, make sure if you do need to, you know, make sure people are aware and I'll give a heads up that something didn't come out great or something like that. Do it in a manner that, you know, conveys your point, but also is 
constructive. You know, hey, I got this, and like for example, if something came wrong, came in wrong, like oh my, the the motors on this have issues or whatever. You know, there's folks in our, our own Discord that are like, hey, I got this thing, my my thing does this. Does anybody else have this problem? And kind of you kind of become more aware of it, and you, everyone talks with each other, and like, okay, this is something I'd be aware of. You set your expectations correctly, and people tend to help each other out in how to get it resolved. Rather than an angry post saying, you know, I bought this and this sucks and this company sucks and blah, 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 blah. It's just, you know, 100% with you, it's frustrating, but it doesn't make me more sympathetic towards your cause. It just kind of makes me a little bit more weary that you're just angry and doesn't really do much aside from from that. And you have, you know, some like-minded people who will agree with you, but in the long term, it doesn't really get you anywhere. No. You know, yelling and screaming, like we said at the top of the show, yelling and screaming and being a jerk doesn't get you anywhere. It doesn't get you anywhere in life, in a situation like this. No, it just, it doesn't. And there's no two ways about that. And that's honestly the long and short of it. You just, you got to do it right. You got to be respectful and be nice about it, you know, but still be firm, you know, definitely do that. But just don't yell and scream and, you know, F this, F that, because that gets you nowhere. Yeah. And um, kind of kind of piggyback off of that, too. It's and, and we're not trying to defend or protect any specific manufacturer or anything or, or you know, we're, we're, it's just a case where in any community, if toxicity and, and and this isn't supposed to be like how to be a better person class with the Matt, Matt podcast, it's it's a case where we want to make sure we foster a healthy discussion in our community to make sure in model railroading and, and be able to promote our hobby as much as possible. I know it's easy to get lost in the whole complaining about stuff thing. We're guilty of it. We do it sometimes to do it sometimes or often, you know, it's just natural, but we have to remember that we do have to have a conversation how to improve things in this hobby too, to also help foster growth, help foster longevity in our hobby. And to someone who is new to the hobby and they just see nothing but complaints it's discouraging and why would you want to stay in a hobby that does that when apparently everything that comes in is wrong and that we shouldn't buy anything and it's, that's not that's not the purpose of this hobby its purpose is to enjoy things to de-stress to find to build a world of your own where you don't have to worry about the stresses of normal day-to-day life there's no need to bring that into the hobby that's supposed to get you out of it out of the stressful situations that is the model railroad hobby as a whole is to unwind and de-stress and just have some fun. You know, it's not meant to be a job, a chore, any of that. It's meant to just have fun. And you know what? If that if it doesn't bring you fun, then maybe this isn't a hobby for you. I mean, that's I think that's just the long and short of that. Daily affirmations with the Mad and Mad podcast. I'm good enough. <laughs> I'm smart enough, and gosh darn it, people like me. <laughs> okay, I gotta get that mixer now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, now you guys, you guys brought up some good points though. And again, yeah, Johnny's right. Like we, <laughs> this isn't like we're not turning this podcast episode into like be a better person. We're just saying we're giving you our experiences. Uh, you know what we've been collecting, uh, model railroading, uh, for a long time. Uh, we run a podcast, we have a discord, uh, which, you know, that's, that's another animal, but I think we, we do a good job at, at running our discord. And, and again, we run our discord, like we run our podcast here. Like we, we don't put up with uh, BS and we, we don't definitely, we do not deal with toxicity at all. And, uh, if you're going to exist on our, our discord, uh, that that needs to be left outside the door before you come in for sure. Mm-hmm, for sure. And yep. we're not here. We're not here to, to, to gatekeep or to only say positive things. We want to have a discussion, not a, not a complaint session. Simple as that. And, you know, just like we were just, we've been saying, you know, you gotta be respectful, you know, these discord groups and all these Facebook pages and stuff like that, you know, it's a discussion. That's what it's meant to be. Yeah, people get hot and heavy and whatever, sure. But as a general rule, you know, you got to be respectful of other people's opinions and not just bash them for everything they got. You know what I mean? You know, 
hell, us three, we have disagreements all the time about, you know, oh, what's good, what's not good, you know, what do we like, what don't we like, and all that sort of thing. And that's just it. You know, we all can get along and, you know, at the end of the day be like, oh, you know what, we all got our own opinions. And that's just what you got to do. You know, it's it's not a matter of, you know, oh, you know, everybody's a jerk and, you know, they can't, you can't have that opinion and whatever else. Yeah, you can. Sure you can. And, you know, that's why, you know, not everything, like, for example, in a catalog, not everything they make in a catalog is for everybody. They got to please everybody. And that's why you got things that people buy, people don't buy. And that's just it. You know, there's something for everybody and the discords and the groups and everything. That's what it's for. It's for something for everybody. Yeah, that's a fantastic point, Matt. We we want you to come in and have important discussions in the Matt uh, in the Matt, Matt Discord server. We have discussions every day. We we argue every day in the Matt, Matt Discord. We have people like, well, I like this railroad. Well, I like this railroad. Well, I don't like that paint scheme. Well, I like this paint scheme. But everyone's really cool about it, and everybody respects everybody else's opinion. That's the most important thing. Respect other people's space respect other people's thoughts as well like don't jump on people you know even though they like new york subways that's okay and southern pacific and santa fe and everything else <laughs> you know? yeah you can take you can take jabs at people like as, as a yeah. joke as long as it's within the joking realm like people know that you're taking a jab at someone just for the for the sake of a joke you know and you don't take it too far uh and you know we're not going to, you know, change the world and tell them, and we're not, we're not trying to like how to come off when you're making a point, you know, people, some folks is just their way of, of venting is just going to be angry or by just, you know, just going off on whatever thing is bothering them that day. And that's, that's, you know, that is what it is. It's just, a, we're just trying to put out some, some tips on how to make sure that if you are conveying your frustrations or you want to convey a point, the best way to do it, so people actually listen and take it seriously. Because, you know, in, in the end, we all want to be heard. That's all it really is. Exactly. That's a, that's a great point. Yeah. And we, we do want to have, we do want to have fun. We want to, we want to tease, we tease each other. We have fun. We poke fun at people. You know, sometimes we, you make fun of each other, you know, it, but it's, it's all in good fun. Right. We do it in a way because we're friends. And, and, and again, we're not saying that everyone has to be the police and everything has to be run, you know, exactly by the rules. And you can't think outside the box like, you know, we're def- we're not going down that way. We're just saying, you know, like be respectful, but have fun, too, uh, because, you know, if you might spoil someone else's fun if you're not handling it the right way. Uh, so mm. again, just be, be respectful of, of other people. Exactly. Sounds a good way to end it to me. Yep. 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 All right, gentlemen. Well, yeah, we're at the, uh, 40 something mark here. Um, I think this was a very healthy discussion and I think it's something that we, we definitely wanted to, uh, to say there's, there was no, I want to make sure that people know there was not, there was nothing triggered in the industry or. There was nothing that like said, oh, we got to talk about this. Something happened like this wasn't a response to anything. Um, you know, we're, we're 59 episodes in. So, you know, this is this has been going on for more than 59 episodes. Uh, but we kind of wanted to do a topic for us three to talk about. And this is one of the ones that came up. And we just kind of thought it was really something to talk about. And we want others to talk about this, too. Uh, so. You know, again, please, uh, if you listen to this episode, pop into the Discord or pop on Facebook or wherever you can, you know, chat with the Matt Matt team and uh, let us know your thoughts about uh, toxic situations, how you handle them, how you get into a, a, a good mental state when it comes to being frustrated. Like, we, we want to know those things. I think uh, this was a lot of fun and, you know, something that definitely... Uh... It's just a matter of getting around to it, and we got to this topic, and, you know, like Matt said, nothing happened that we chose now to do this particular topic. Hell, we could have, we could have done this as episode one if we really wanted to. I mean, it just, just so happened to be that this was the time we chose to 
have this particular conversation tonight. And, you know, it's something that, you know, not everybody likes to talk about, but it's a matter of voicing your opinion and knowing that it's heard, you know, for better or worse, it's heard. And, you know, say what you want, just do it in a way that's not going to, you know, pee off too many people, I guess. Uh, And just have a good time at the end of the day just have a fun time with you know the discords or facebook groups or whatever just this whole thing is to have fun yep 100 percent. it's uh it's a case where the hobby is meant to to de-stress you don't 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 stress yourself out (laughs) it's it, it defeats the purpose of the hobby and you know this is a hobby where we we all have to tinker with stuff at some point or another so you know, it's just something we, we, we need to, to work through and and make sure we're we're a healthy community. We need to foster growth. We need to welcome more folks in. And by being constructive folks, you know, and calling criticism with them when we need to call criticism, but being professional or being, you know, kind about it uh, allows for, for things to change for the better. Um, just being angry and frustrated while we all do it, you know, there's a time and a place and... Um, Carry, carry yourself as the best you you can be. But hey, this is about trains and O-scale trains, not, you know, not a, not a, not a, a cassette tape and how to be the best you. Because, <laughs> you know, you don't need <laughs> us to tell you that. But uh, good episode. And we're really glad that, uh, hope that you guys stuck around and, and listened to us and enjoyed it. But do we? Do we? That's the question. Do we? You know, I, because I have cassette, I have a blank cassette tape. I heard you. I heard you pre-ordered uh, record players when they came out, Matt. No, I'm not. I'm not quite that old. Maybe uh, Rochford, but not me. Uh, I bought 45s I when I was 45s. back in high school. Yeah, you could go down to the local uh, Ben Franklin, and uh, they had 45s, which had which was double sided. So you usually got like you know the 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 going hit for whatever musician had it, and then there was a B side, which had like you know another one of their hits or some off music. But uh, I think if I remember right, they were about $3, between 3 and $4. And uh, yeah, I had some 45s. Jeez, these guys pre-ordered Shakespeare when it came out. Oh my gosh. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I Let's go with I that, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I pre-ordered the wheel. I was waiting for the wheel to get invented. You had the square before. I had this. I was using the square. All my trains had squares. So... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but well, well said, gentlemen. Thank you. And uh, of course, uh, before we end here, I do want to give a big thank out to all of the listeners of the Matt Ride Podcast. That's you, you right now. Yes, look, look in the mirror. Uh, you know, look in your car view mirror. Well, well, you're driving. Don't look in the mirror right now. But uh, do it when you get home. But uh, thank you for tuning into us, for downloading our episode, for listening to us. We really, really appreciate it. We would not keep doing this if it wasn't for you folks that are listening to us because we want to keep on doing this uh, as long as we can uh, because we love doing it. We love talking about model railroading. We love talking with folks in the Discord. And uh, we just want to uh, enjoy model railroading and make new friends. Uh, With that said, uh, Johnny, where can people find you on social media? You can find me on YouTube at Automus. That's A-U-D-A-M-U-S. Uh, I'm actually in the process of working on a couple of videos. Uh, I'm currently revamping my yard. I actually made a community post about that earlier today. So I've been recording everything and that I've been doing, and uh, hopefully that'll shine some light on how I do all my stuff on Instagram and with all the photos I take. Speaking of which, you can find me on Instagram at Automus underscore trains. I post a lot more on there than I do on my YouTube channel, and uh been posting some really cool shots of my new backdrop I put up because that has changed the feel of my layout completely. And you can also find me at Automus underscore trains on Facebook as well. Uh, last but not least, you can find me on the Matt and Matt O-Scale podcast Discord server. I will be chatting with all you folks, having some good discussions on there as well, and making a fool of myself in the voice chat. It's a lot of fun, so come on down. Matt Z, how about yourself? Yes, you can find me on YouTube under Matt-TrainLover9943. That's me. Yes. Uh, uh, Instagram, Matt's.Hobbies, uh, Facebook under the same name for, uh, as the YouTube channel. And then, uh, like Johnny said, on the Discord server, having a good time talking, you know, buying, selling, 
whatever we do. It's just always a lot of fun. And uh, on the voice calls, we had a guy actually asked today. Uh, they're not at any specific time. Uh, just whenever we feel like going on and talking is when we talk. So it's not like it's you know every day at eight p.m. or whatever. No, none of that. Just whatever, whatever, whatever time we happen to come on. Uh, actually, at the time we're recording this, there's a call going on right now. So, but uh, anyway, uh, that's it for me. Yeah, and good point. Uh, good thanks to uh, thanks to all the new uh, Discord folks too as well. So we've had a pretty good influx in the last couple of weeks with a lot of new people. So. Uh, I don't know, maybe we'll make a segment where we like uh, talk about and uh, announce all the new people that have joined the server. I don't know. We'll think about that as we move on down here. But uh, yeah, uh, one other thing too, uh, you know, we appreciate, uh, you know, any feedback that you can give to us folks, uh, especially if you're listening to this on any kind of social media platform that allows you to give feedback. So like on, uh, you know, uh, Apple podcasts, you can add stars, you can write a review. I think you can give stars on Google Podcasts, I don't remember, uh, on Spotify. So all of those, if you can leave uh, some feedback, uh, you know, write a, you know, a comment about us, we would really appreciate that. Helps uh, drive the podcast into the, uh, you know, metaverse of, of podcasts and people can find us. Uh, but other than that, uh, you can find me on YouTube at WC Model Railroad. I'm on Facebook as WC Model Railroad. I'm also on Instagram as you guessed it, WC Model Railroad. With that said, uh, thanks for listening and everybody have a wonderful night. Take good care, everyone. Good night, everyone.